Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. It's Higher Learning. What is up? It is I, Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. What's up, Van? Rachel, what's going on with you? How are you? You know, my spirits, I feel like, are lifted. You know, L.A. has been opening up slowly. We've got slowly. outdoor dining. I had dinner with some close friends, my sister. I had a brunch on Saturday. So I feel good. I got out and about. Not just work home. Work home. Also, um, you know, I'm in the process of moving because Brian's coming here. So I was... Oh, uh, you guys was getting back together? Con- you guys getting back together? Didn't you just hear me say I was having a... I, I'm coming off of a good weekend. What? And you want to start with the rumor mill. You right, right. That's all, people, that's all people tell me. That's all I get online. Is that is, what they tell you? They, they say, yo, Van, why, when are you guys going to talk about Rachel's secret divorce from Brian? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, what? so we're back together. He's okay, coming out here. Sweet. So I got to uh, find a bigger spot. Okay, it's so you expensive. got to be- it is expensive. My gosh, I thought prices would have dropped just mm-hmm. with the in the middle of the pandemic. No. A no. two bedroom is too much out here. Okay, so you guys need a two bedroom. So you guys each have, At have least. your own personal space. So you guys, I, All right, I got you. Makes I sense. think personal space is key to a relationship. I agree. So, you know. I agree. I don't believe in sharing a bathroom. Uh, we do not share bathrooms. I don't believe it's be in a sharing the bathroom because the reality is there's a limit to how much I want you to know me. Mm. You don't want to know me that well. You don't use the bathroom in front of Klika? I would, but the okay. reality is that's not what she wants because, you know, my system is a little different. I can produce different effects in there and you don't want that. You don't want that in your life. She like, and she's so sensitive to smells mm. that sometimes she'll just walk to the basket of the house, and all of a sudden you'll see. She doesn't just like spray something; like she'll sage the house Hilarious. after I use it in my own bathroom. Wow! And also, I don't want to have to like worry about. I don't want to worry about. I want to keep the bathroom. I don't want it can't be nasty. Well, why is it gotta it to be, be nasty? What's wrong with you? What's going I on? I don't want it to be nasty, but I don't want to. You know, if there's some hair in the sink, fuck it. But not if it was if the bathroom was being shared. I don't You'd like where this conversation is going. I I just I don't I don't. I don't you know just said I, so. What, what's the point of you and Brian having different bathrooms then? I think because I like to spread out. I like to spread out in the bathroom. I'll have a lot of stuff that I keep on the counter, which I'm trying to do better about. So I need my space. That's just more of what it is. I'll walk in the bathroom and just start and use the bathroom. Like that's right. That's, I don't that's right. Ask, I don't ask. I don't ask questions. I don't. I don't. I don't give you time to think about it. I just go. Just right to no, it. No boundaries. So, like b- both numbers. You better. You better. You can get out if you want. The, wow, Rachel, they're blowing up the spot. Crazy. See, I wouldn't describe what I do the way you did. There's no need for him to go all the way to the other end of the house and start. I say it smells like roses. No, no, it, I didn't it's say all that. Defecation. So it, it smells bad. What you, I'm telling you is, I, do you mine is on a different flush? level. Do you not courtesy flush? Well, it depends. Sometimes it oh, happens too why quick. Why does it depend? <laughs> because sometimes it happens too fast. You, you know, it, for you to just flip right. the but, but a lot of times it okay. just, because I drink a lot of water. So I apologize just, for the way this wow. conversation is headed. All out. And, <laughs> I, and, I apologize. And I'll impress myself. I'll be like, wow, fam, man, that was all you? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Thought Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I look, this the audience has to know us. They have to like get to know us, and this is a part of it. Um, my weekend was pretty good. I uh, I hung out with my friend Sterling, Sterling Brim, Stilo Brim. Okay. 
Uh, shout out to Sterling. I mm-hmm. did his podcast yesterday, Wine and Weed Podcast. We talked about a lot of things on there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Okay. Did you do wine or weed? I or did both. both. I okay. did both, but not a lot. Do you I'm have not... to on the podcast? You don't, but okay. I do. You know, that's the move. Yeah, I, you know, I just take a little, just a little sip of wine, a little weed, and then after that, like I had to stop myself from eating everything in sight. Because uh, also I couldn't go do too much because I got to get back home. So it's just a little bit. It's a little, okay. little, uh, not too, too much. I, it was, it, to your point though, it was like, a, it was different being outside and seeing people with smiles on their faces because they were eating and stuff. People were happy. Mm, they were. Yeah. You felt it. The energy was up. Yeah. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. Uh, I have to mention something that happened just today. Did you see this? What happened? Screech, Dustin Diamond. Oh, I know. Passed away. Yeah, it was uh, stage four cancer. He had had. They hadn't announced that he had cancer. I think like last week or the week before. Yeah. Um, and today he passed away. I guess they caught it too late. Listen, I had a conversation earlier because towards the end of Screech's life, not towards the end, but like uh, in his later years, there was a lot of talk about some of his conduct and things that he did. You know, stuff like that. Somebody hit me up and they're like, yo, I feel like people are forgetting that Screech did this or Dustin Diamond did this and Dustin Diamond did that. Don't you feel like when someone passes, especially somebody that's a part of people's childhood like that, Mm -hmm. that the first thing that they're mourning is not actually the person themselves, but what the person represented to them in their adolescence and stuff like that? Like they're mourning so much. It's like even sometimes, and this is not to be disrespectful to his memory, most people are probably not mourning the death of Dustin Diamond. They're probably mourning Screech's death. Well, they're almost one and the same. It's true. It's true. So, you know? Because he know, played that role in the college years yeah. and the new class. Mm-hmm. So, like, he... It, they are one and the same. I, and I hate to do that to him. I don't want to, like, um, typecast him. But he's Screech. He's Screech yeah. to us. And, yeah. and I say that in, a, in an endearing way. You know, he was given a black women love on TV. He was. A lot of he, people he loved were. Lisa Turtle. Yeah, man. So, and also, and this has nothing to do with Screech. This is just an aside. I'm not saying, I'm not making the judgment call about uh, uh, Dustin Diamond and his life or anything like that. Prefaces, because I don't know enough about the man to say this. But I just want to let people know, like, we're sad when bad people die too. Yeah. And I think that's something that I had to learn when I got older, right? I would come to a place and I came out to LA and somebody would pass away and people would be like, oh, they were a drug addict, they were a drug dealer, this. Well, I've mourned some criminals and some drug addicts and some drug dealers and some people that you guys might think were bad people, but I loved the hell out of them. So I think it's very, it's like weird when people go, well, when somebody passes away, they don't give people the space to be human and talk about, like, things they loved about the person or whatever it was, uh, they jump right to, well, this was a terrible guy. I remember what he said and remember what he did. Yeah. I'm not seeing a lot of that, though. Oh, it's just happened to... It's not. This happened okay, to, okay, like, somebody okay, personally just in general. did that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And gotcha. I'm not saying that they were, you know, sort of sending me articles. I'm not saying that there was any... That they are necessarily wrong. I'm just saying, God damn, man, we people, my fucking Screech passed away. Like, we're, yeah. I, that's sad. That saddens me. I'm a, yeah. I'm a human being human person so rest in peace to him i hope that his family and everybody's okay and i, I wonder what they're going to do on the show on peacock because they he's got not to say on it. i he's know not on it. but they still have to in some way 
I know he's not on the show. Well, but they have I, to in I mean, some way. I think they need to address because I saw him do an interview where he they asked him, "Why aren't you a part of it?" And he said, "I don't know." So I I don't I don't know why he's they didn't even include him. Everybody else except for maybe Lisa was Jesse on there. Don't give me I don't know. No, who's Jesse's on, the show. on there. Jesse. Okay, so everybody except for Lisa and Screech. I think Lisa even is on there in some, even in some worse. capacity. Yeah, I, even I, I don't worse. know. I don't know. Well, don't but you I, think it's kind of weird that they they didn't include him? Because he's it sounds like he wanted to be included. They didn't include him, but then you're going to acknowledge him, but you well, didn't want to include him? I, to be honest with you, I think now, if there was any static with him not being on it, it probably makes them look even worse now that he passed away so suddenly. Well, not suddenly, but so unexpectedly. Yeah. Well, it was sudden. Yeah. So suddenly. So it's, you know, it, he was just such a part of that that whole deal. You know what I mean? Very, very, yeah. very, very sad stuff. Oh, look, we have something to tell you guys about. We told you a little bit about it before, but um, we're recording this Monday. It comes out Tuesday. But Wednesday, we have our first Black History Month interview yes. coming. We have yes. a special interview coming. Okay, we're doing this for the month of February. Because me and Rachel are both Black. We're, we're blowing it out. Extra higher learning on Wednesday. Interview, uh, like an interview-based show, an extra bonus episode of higher learning. And we got our first one with Bow Wow on Wednesday. Now, you guys might be thinking to yourself, well, why? Why? You do an extra episode. It's Black History Month. Why Bow Wow? Because he makes Black history almost every other week. You see this man (laughs) trending. And Bow Wow is going to answer the big questions. Yeah, he we, does. We, we, asked, we asked him about who the better dancer between Chris Brown, Drake, and Omarion was. I think that's going to shock a lot of people. He also talked about whether or not he would want to be the next Bachelor. Yeah. Bow Wow was amazing. Bow yeah. Wow was amazing. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't stray away from any, anything we asked him. We right. asked him about all the controversies, all of that. But I think you'll have a newfound respect for Bow Wow. You know, even Van called me out on some of the things I said about Bow Wow when Bow Wow wasn't listening. He knows now. It was. It's a really good. It's a really good interview, y'all. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and come right back. Rachel, if something happened in the beginning of the podcast. You said, "Are we going to do Chloe?" And I didn't think about Chloe Bailey right off the top. Question. Because mm. when you say Chloe, I'm not going to lie. My mind still thinks of Chloe Kardashian. Of course. To you, has Chloe Bailey overtaken Chloe Kardashian as the Chloe? No. Not yet? No. She has, unfortunately, she hasn't yet. She hasn't yet. I mean, maybe, maybe in some circles, right? Like maybe in. In our culture, if you said Chloe, because I mean, like Chloe and Hallie are really becoming big stars. I mean, they already huge, are, but they're huge. really crossing over and doing other things, which, you know, we'll get into. But generally, I think when you say Chloe, you think Kardashian. Because this happened. Because one of my homeboys said, hey, bro, you see Chloe's cheeks on the gram? And I was like, I don't want to see Chloe's cheeks. And he was like, what you mean you don't want to? She fine as hell. I'm like, you think she fine? And he and he was like, bro, yeah, she fine. Like, what what you saying? Cause she too young? I'm like, she not young. She like 36 years old. He was like, damn, I did not know she was that old. And I'm like, and I'm <laughs> like, yeah, bro. On? I'm like, bro, I'm yeah, bro. Like, she like, she like 36. Like, they older, bro. 
I'm like, Kim just turned 40. He was like, who is Kim? I'm like, her <laughs> sister. And then he goes, her sister's name is Haley. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Is like, it no, Haley? It's, it's Haley or Hallie or something oh, like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, bro, no, bro, not Chloe, like Chloe Bailey, the one that did the busted check. I'm like, oh. And then I ran right to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I got to change all my answers now. <laughs> yeah, I ran right to Instagram. Um, so look, she, uh, it, it was a, it was a whole thing. I don't know if you guys saw. So Chloe from Chloe and Hallie, um, great group. Actually, they have fire ass music. I'm not even gonna lie. A lot of times they be over here playing this shit. And I'm like, what's that? And it's Chloe and Haley. Chloe and Haley. Uh, so she has been kind of spreading her wings lately. Spreading her wings. She did the busted challenge, which I think for people, because I'm 40 years old and I don't think she looks like a little girl. But I think when I saw the busted challenge, I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. All right. And I think everybody felt that way. So she's been expressing herself a little bit more. She posted a video on Instagram and the video of her, she was saging a room and she was in her panties. And let's be honest with it. Her thing was thanging. It was thanging up all over the room. I was like, damn. Like, be honest with you. You're a grown up now. You're a grown up. You're, gr- okay. you're all, she's all grown up. Okay. Now, apparently, even though I didn't see this, did you see like the negative backlash to this? Did you see it? She was trending like crazy on Twitter. In a negative way, though? In a negative way. But then people started to come to her defense. But definitely in a negative way because people were saying that she was... Okay, for, and also to give y'all some, some, some background, sure. she and her sister have also had joint Instagram accounts. I don't know about the other social media, but joint Instagram joint, accounts. But she made her own. So she made her own. So they've been expressing themselves and, and and showing, you know, their individuality. And this is what Chloe's been doing on her. So a lot of people were upset with the fact that they they felt like she was sexualizing herself um, on her Instagram. Totally unfair. You don't get I, you don't like it. At all. At all. I mean, here's the thing. This this shows why they needed to separate from one another, because people were still making them the young girls that we first met years ago because they were joined together. The two little girls, the two little sisters. Chloe is 22 years old. Did you know she that? Grown. She grown. 22. That's the, that's the thing. I, people say this. They, they acting like she 18 or 19. She grown, grown. Because they were together. That's right. why they needed to separate. They need their own identity. And I just think it's crazy that. She's here, a 22-year-old grown woman stepping into womanhood, establishing herself. Actually, she's been that way. And mm-hmm. people are imp- punishing her for embracing who she is as a woman at 22. And I think what was so upsetting about all of this is you see this happen over and over again where people are very critical about women, you know, stepping into their sexuality. But it seems to be worse for Black women. Interesting. And, and let's, let's go back to the Kardashians. People praise Kylie for her sexual pictures and the posts that she makes. And she's always showing off her body. But when a black woman does it, they seem to be under this intense microscope, right? They seem to be held to these impossible standards and aren't given the same deference as their white counterparts. I just think it's 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 crazy to me that Chloe is being villainized and demonized just for being a woman, being an adult woman. I mean, just expressing herself on social media, but other people don't get treated the same way that she did. It's crazy, yeah. the uproar. And then it had her crying on social media. Yeah, she made a video. Uh, we'll play a little bit of the video. 
um, in a second. Actually, let's go ahead and do that now. Just a little bit of what uh, Chloe had to say about all of the controversy. For every woman out there, don't change who you are to make society feel comfortable. And I'm telling myself that's not what I'm going to do. And even when I posted the video yesterday, I was posting it because I was saging and doing Santo, and I was like, let's spread positive vibes. I didn't even really notice you all would talk about my ass because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just walking in for one second, two seconds. Yeah, so, uh, and also in that video, she said that something that I think is not true. She said she didn't even know her ass was out. Now, yeah. Now, she, come, oh, come on, come on, Chloe. Come and they on, were, Chloe. And they were like... Um, they were uh, flesh tone underwear. Right, right. So it gave the illusion that she only was wearing a T-shirt. Right. So she goes, I, she didn't even know. She wasn't even thinking about it. The reality of the situation is you take the video, then you upload the video. You know your ass is in the video. The reality is she shouldn't have to make excuses for her ass. I get That's why true. she might be saying that. She's sage in the room. If I make it, if I, if, if, I sage, if I sage this room right here and all of a sudden it's swinging in the front, before I upload, it'll be, oh, some dick in the video. And then I'm going to stop and take the dick out of the video. Or maybe I just upload Or Instagram would have done it for you. Or, you know, maybe <laughs> I upload. You know, it's different. But I'm not saying that those things are kind of like, you know, the same. But I'm, what I'm saying is that I'm sure she did notice it. I'm sure she wasn't as fixated on it, it as what we are. But I'm sure she noticed it. I will say this about this. It's interesting about your Kylie example. Because you're right. Kim, too. Throw her in there, Kim too. too. All Kim, of too. Them. You're right. Miley, whoever is going to be. There might be talk about it, but there's not a lot of uproar. And you know what? That's our fault. Because we tend to be, as a community here, hyper prudish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very repressive about sex. And this goes back to even some of the conversations that we've had on this very podcast, right? Right. Anyway, we, um, <laughs> that we've had on this very podcast, right? Remember when the girl was talking about, now she wasn't black, but remember when the girl was talking about Selena? she was empowered? She was empowered because she sucked the seven guys or whatever like that, that she could do whatever she wanted and blah, blah, blah. We had that con- conversation. There's a lot of people in, that, in those comments that are just going to be like, hey, showing your ass ain't empowering. It's just showing your ass. My thing is, it's empowering if you say you're empowered by it. So if showing your full sexual self makes you empowered, then that's a thing. And so I don't, I think those things are kind of, I'm not putting Chloe and Selena in the same category. Please don't. What I am saying is, I think we should look, take a larger look at our views of how we look people's individual sexuality, individual sexual proclivities, what they like and how upfront they are about it, and whether or not we have any place to judge anyone. Well, I would say the difference between Chloe and Selena's friend, because it wasn't Selena who had mentioned the the man, is that, as Chloe said, she was uh, practicing, uh, what did she say, Palo Santo? Is that what it was? Uh, Santa? Wow, what's that? It's... (laughs) Like she when she was saging. That's what I, I believe. That's what she I, said. Yo, I thought she was saging. Man, you sound like some sacrilegious she, witchcraft. She shit, did, man. Say, we, but she we, said both. She said we in both. The house of Jesus look at, over look here. at her stop. Oh, look at what? Look, look at what she said. But she wasn't. Fo- her main focus wasn't on um, the fact that she was. She had her her butt out. Mm-hmm. When you talk about, you can't compare her to what Selena's friend did because she was bragging about 
slurping down seven men. It's two totally different things. I'm not saying one is they're they're different from the other and and how they were expressing themselves. Do you see what I'm saying? Chloe's saying her focus was this. It wasn't like, hey guys, I just want you to know that I got my butt out and I want you guys to see it. That wasn't what she was doing. She was focusing on staging her room. Whereas Selena's friend was all about telling her business of what she was doing. I don't think you compare compare the two. I, I can't put those two in the same way. Cause I know what I know what you're trying to get at about the prudish thing that you're saying. Cause I actually think there's a huge difference between what Chloe was doing versus what Selena's friend. I think there's a huge difference too, but I don't think the difference really matters. I I, I think there's a there's a let me just say, there is a gulf between sucking off all the suns and saging your your room in your underwear on Instagram. There is a yeah. gulf, a river, a continent, <laughs> or whatever. There's a gulf between those two things. I think the reaction to those two things, there's probably not as much space between them as you think there is. Well, I don't think that Chloe was talking about empowerment when she was saging her room. Like that's that when we had this argument before, we differed in when what we were talking about empowering. I guess that's why I'm like not I see what you're saying, but I guess that's why I'm not equating the two. Like I don't think Chloe was like I'm doing this cuz I'm empowering myself. She was just saging her room in her nighttime clothes. Yeah, that's how I, I felt. But I think though that what that part of what she was saying is that she Forget about empowering. Part of what she's saying is that she's expressing more of who she is. Correct. Right? By doing the busted challenge, by posting some sexy pictures. This is a part of who she is, and she shouldn't have to hide who she is based upon the Correct. judgments or the hangups of anyone else. And what I'm saying about that is that's real, like across the board. Yeah. Meaning, I got you. if you want to suck off the suns, you ain't hurt nobody. If you like it, and you're not being used or manipulated, that's your thing, and you want to suck off the suns, why should we care that you suck the suns off? You know? And so I think the judgment part of it is kind of, I think, and all of these things are, especially black black women get it the especially worse. Yeah. But they're only ever applied to women, period. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that what, I think you're absolutely right about what we do as a community. And I think that that's what's so hard for people, this community to accept with Chloe is because you've seen her a certain way. You have typecasted her as that person and you're not allowing her to be herself and to come into her own. And yes, we can, we do that as a, as a culture. And, but I'm not going to give us the whole blame because there were a lot of people coming after Chloe for just being a woman, just stepping in her own. Like you, on one hand, you can praise Jordan Woods for doing the busted challenge. But we can't praise Chloe. That's because me. They, they look at Jordan Woods. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. And and look, I'm and not, they're probably the same age. And and I'm not putting. I think Jordan Woods probably a little older. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Um, they're the same age range though. I'm not gonna put all of the. I'm not blaming. Uh, anything. I'm not blaming it all on us. But what I'm saying is, we have to kind of our views on some of this stuff have they have to become a little bit more dynamic. Like we have to things got to change a little bit. Like we got to, we have to stop searching for purity, right? People are people and sometimes they show their ass and it don't make them any better people. It don't make them worse people. I don't think you're any better for showing your ass. Would you rather be Jordan who people just already have hypersexualized her 
And so when she does the busted challenge, she trends in a way that people are like, wow, look at her. Or would you rather be Chloe, who people look at and hold? I'm not saying I agree with this, but it seems the way people act to a higher standard. And so we're critical of her when she's doing something like that. To me, I, I always rather be the person who can exist in the skin that they're in. Mm-hmm. And if that means that people think that I'm a hoe or whatever, that's fine. I, I would rather have, I would rather not have to think about what it is that I'm going to do. Like I even go through that now. Sometimes I want to get on social media and talk righteous shit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to get on social media and be thirsty or get on social media and be stupid or be whatever. And I don't want to have to always be that. Like we're people, they're yeah. dimensions to us. And you shouldn't even, you shouldn't have to worry about that, especially somebody that's really just finding herself. And by I the agree. way, they all go through this phase. All the hot younger ladies go through this phase where, oh, they all grown up. I mean, remember when Rudy did King Magazine? When Rudy, <laughs> like when Rudy, Keisha and I put him did King Magazine, everybody was like, oh, what? <laughs> that ain't Heathcliff's daughter? She, oh, okay, what's that? I don't know all that. <laughs> What's going on? It's just interesting. Like the whole thing is super interesting to me. But but she's growing, man. People are people are very protective over Chloe too. That's the thing. They they have she's on a pedestal. They hold her to a different standard than they do to a Jordan Woods. Not saying that's right. That's just what they've done. Who would you rather be? I like what you said. I just want to be someone who can be themselves and be comfortable in their own skin. Well, Chloe, listen. You're a beautiful. You're beautiful. You know, like express um, yourself. Right. Do what it is you want to do yeah, without having to live in the standards that people have set for you. Be yeah, you. Be set you, your own standards. Young woman, and keep the content coming. You know what I mean? It's like oh. keep, <laughs> keep the content coming. Don't let them scare you. You sound like a creep. They don't, they don't run you. As a matter of fact, Chloe. I think you should go further if you really want to show them. If you really want to show them, Chloe, I think Don't you should it. take it. I think you should. No, I'm not going to say that. But now I will tell you this, though. You thought I was going to say OnlyFans, huh? I did. I did. No, no, I, I, I'm not. But I will say this, though. And this is something that I do want to say. Ha ha. And this is why I'm laughing. A lot of these rappers now have OnlyFans. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. 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 So... We've heard for years, and it's been for years, that, like, a certain type of woman has been talked down on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a hoe. You're selling this. You do this for money. You're a trick. It's mm-hmm. like nine different degrading words for prostitute. Right. Nine different. Hoe, trick, tramp, whatever you want to call them. Like, all of that stuff. Man, she a sell, bro. She'll do all of this just for some change. The economy slowed up, and half of the hip-hop industry ran to OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. It's dudes on OnlyFans showing their dicks. It's dudes on OnlyFans doing all kinds of stuff. Everybody got an OnlyFans, right? Yep. So stop saying what you wouldn't do. True. And stop putting, now you now you know what it feels like to be able to make some quick, easy cash off doing whatever, whatever. Don't make and you no you less. And you like it. And you like it. So stop. Right. Ah, ha, ha, ha. We're going to take a break. <laughs> Uh, so there's been an ongoing soap opera down in Atlanta. Have you been keeping up with this? I have. 
the T.I. situation? <laughs> yeah, with the soap opera, yeah. So uh, apparently, and this is very serious, apparently, so apparently there's a woman, her, her name is Sabrina Pearson, and she was a longtime friend of T.I. and Tiny's. They used to hang out, do whatever, kick it together, apparently do a lot of things together, if you believe her. She alleged that during the time that she was friends with T.I. and Tiny, that they were bad, bad, horrible people who were essentially creating, uh, excuse me, committing all types of different sexual crimes. She said that they were, that they were drug girls, that they were coarse girls, that they would mm-hmm. make girls have sex with both of them, that they were doing all types of things that, um, that in some way they were preying on the young women of Atlanta. All right. That's the, probably the, uh, the most succinct way of putting it, and that she knew because they had preyed on her, and not just preyed on her, but also, I guess, used her to go recruit other women or something like that. Mm-hmm. So after that, after she made that initial accusation, allegedly, there were accusations that she got, there were stories that she got from all different types of women. Oh, yeah. And I've been through those. Uh, I read some of those that... um corroborated her story and made actual new allegations. Allegations from having guns pulled out on you to some women saying that they had been drugged and they woke up, didn't know where they were. Some women saying that they were forced to do things or that they didn't know what they were getting themselves into and they were physically uh, and mentally manipulated by T.I. and Tiny. It, was, it got pretty out there. Mm-hmm. T.I. and Tiny came back. They released a statement. They, did, they have denied everything. And also... Uh, T. Osmond posts on his page that I guess there seems to be some evidence or some, he has an inkling that some of the women that wrote in to Sabrina mm-hmm. were lying because there are messages on T.I.'s Instagram where there are women saying, ha ha, I just wrote all of this stuff. It's a lie. It's not true. Apparently people are reporting that some of those things might have been fabricated and made up. I don't know what the truth is in that mm-hmm. particular instance. But I just ask you, what do you, how, how are you supposed to think about this? Like, what, yeah. what do you make of this? These, we always want to take every single allegation super seriously and give it all the oxygen that it needs. Mm-hmm. But there's so many sides to this. It seems like it's difficult to glom on to any one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. This is why we got to stay out of people's business. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know the story. And we can only take what's given to us, whether it's from Sabrina's side or whether it's from T.I. and Tiny's side. But the first thing I thought when I saw this story, it made me think of the discussion we had about Chad Wheeler, the football player we talked about last week, who Uh viciously attacked his girlfriend. And we started going down a path of talking about other NFL players who have been held accountable and who haven't been held accountable and how how they've been judged in a different way. And one thing you said and you talked about is there really wasn't a response from the NFL until there were photographs or there was a video or a voice recording. And so there was actual evidence. And unless that was given, people tended uh, seemed to go to the side of the um, the ag- aggressor rather than the, than the victim. And so when I was looking at this, it's like, once again, I feel like Sabrina's voice isn't being, maybe her story isn't given as much credibility because there's no video there's no voice recording. It's just IG messages. And I think that that's where we get, we go down a dangerous path. And that's why I say we got to just stay out of it. 
because we don't know what's true, what's a half truth, what's, you know, what's not true. And I think the best thing to do is you let the authorities or the court or whoever is involved with the situation be involved with it and just hope that the truth comes out and that, you know, justice is served for whoever it is that's deserving of it. Because this sounds extremely messy and there are some very serious allegations. And if true, there are a lot of victims involved with this. Yeah, I mean, if true, uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that are true are criminal, but then there are other some things that are if true are just like freaky. Yeah, like, because yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, there, there's something, some, there's part of this is like, if you talk about anyone that's held against their will, or anyone that's assaulted, those things are obviously criminal and terrible. And then there's some things that are manipulative. And Because remember now, I tell people this all the time, it doesn't have to be criminal for it to be wrong, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If every day you're gaslighting your significant other, that's not criminal, but that makes you a shitty person. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So there's other things like that. But then some of the other stuff that they're talking about is they be having orgies, they be doing this, they be doing that. Well, all of that stuff, that's just their business. Yeah. You know, if they have if they have been together for a long enough time and they want to, the three of them want to have sex with people together, that's kind of how they getting down. That's like the whole yeah. thing. But really, I looked at everything and I don't really know what to make of it. Like, there are, there are allegations being made and it seems as if everything is, I won't say surface level, but there's not a lot to like sink your teeth into. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're not going to cop to any of this stuff. And obviously, she's she's alleging all of this stuff happened. But it's like, I, I guess I put it to you this way. If I was listening to T.I. on Monday, mm-hmm. I don't see a huge, I don't see any reason really not to be listening to T.I. on Wednesday. Like, I don't think, I, I don't think that, that, that that's the point that they're at yet. Yeah. It just makes you wonder, because she was a friend of the family for years. Yes. So it makes you wonder what make her, made her want to come forward, what made her want to jeopardize a friendship, longstanding relationship that she had with them. Um, and I will say this, to add to it, their friend a few days ago, Shekinah, uh-huh. who you, you, she's on the, the family hustle. You see her a lot. She's really good friends with Tiny. She actually went on IG live. I saw that. Um, you see this? And she yeah. said that, um, that Sabrina did have a sexual relationship with the hip hop couple. And she said that they, that she did recruit other girls for them. Right. Now she's since come back and retracted that statement and said, that's not quite what she meant. But if what she was saying was true, which was her initial response, there is some, that gives credibility to some of the things that Sabrina is saying. Maybe not everything, but yeah. some of the things that she's saying. Well, I, I personally think that there's no doubt about the fact that they it, it goes down. They bring other people into the relationship. Yeah, I don't sure. think there's any doubt about that. I think the the thing that people have to know and look, it's a it's a very serious allegation, so it warrants people to pay attention to it. Like, there's not you can't just be like, "Yo, man, like that's all bullshit." They trying to take tip down or something like that. They trying to take you can't do that. Like, they're very serious allegations, so you got to pay attention to them, but. As it stands right now, it's just kind of like talk and stuff. Because even yeah. if she was going out and recruiting other women for them, there's nothing about that. That's not illegal. It, 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 we have to talk about how these women are being recruited. And who are these women? And, and who what? are these, these yeah. women? And are, do they have the opportunity to say no? And 
You know what I mean? And uh, and and are they made to feel safe and all of that stuff? And those are the things that are out there that have kind of that are left to be culturally litigated. Yeah. Those types of things right there. I don't think this is a, hey, stop listening to T.I.'s music or, or watching or his shows or whatever. Yeah. I think it's more like, don't be dismissive to the allegations that Never Sabrina's can. making. But yep. at the same time, you know, like, don't pick a side. Don't give your opinion. We just need to pay attention to the story and see what happens. Yeah. If there's mm-hmm. going to be more information, then there's going to be more information and it'll all be right there. You know yeah. what I mean? It's that that's for kind of everyone to do it. I think there's something else. You know, I, it, it's it's not an either or. There was a time when accusers were simply dim, dismissed whenever right. they would make something, right? And in in favor of power or money or whatever it is, they were just dismissed. That culture of that is that's gone. That's over. Yeah. All right, but yeah, you know, there's still a lot of information to kind of be parsed through. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm saying that. I don't kind of know, don't know what to believe. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know what to believe. Yeah. So then don't be judgmental, you guys. Don't judge. Well, what I'm saying is when when the 15 allegations came out, I was like, oh, shit, that looks bad. But then when you see the other stuff and it's like people are recanting allegations or saying that they made them up. Now I'm like, I don't know. Even is that stuff even real? So it's just too much. I don't really know what to make of it. But it was out there, you know, and it was like, man, I'll tell you what. That Thursday or Friday that we were sort of recording, mm-hmm. while while we were recording, all of this stuff was like going on yeah. at the same time. At the same time, I didn't even hear about the T.I. and Tiny thing. I remember after we got I was like, God damn it, we missed that. Everybody was going to be talking about it. But I'm glad we waited because more things that yep. like they've released a statement now, we're mm-hmm. getting more information. Complex. So yeah, I want to hear both sides of the 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 issue before we we talk about and it. And we should so. say Sabrina has not stopped. There has not there's been nothing that's made Sabrina uh come back and say, "Hey, this isn't true or anything like that." She's continued on her her uh on her Instagram page to make more accusations and she is sticking by us. She's she's coming after everyone that's like even around mm. TI coming for you. Okay. Uh, you see that Black Lives Matter was nominated for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize? I did. Who do you think nominated Black Lives Matter for the Nobel Peace Prize? I know who nominated for the Nobel Peace you know? Prize. It, wasn't a, it was not an American. Not an American. And I, I said, well, of course it wasn't. Right? Mm. It was a Norwegian man. A Norwegian member of the Norwegian parliament, Peter Eid says, I find that one of the key challenges we have seen in America, but also in Europe and Asia, is the kind of increasing conflict based on inequality. He said, Black Lives Matter has become a very important worldwide movement to fight racial injustice. Rachel, do you agree with Black Lives Matter being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize because this is controversial? Absolutely. And I'm like, you know what? I knew it wasn't an American, first of all. Second, I didn't know like um, an organization could be nominated. I always thought it was individuals. So that opened my eyes. I learned something new with that, even though an organization won last year. Again, I just learned this. But I said, yes, here's a man who gets it. Here's a man who has not politicized 
what this organization stands for. This is a man who is take watching what this organization has been doing for years, didn't just pop up in 2020, and focused on the initiatives that they are trying to push forward, what they are about with racial equality, social justice. And he said, this is a, this, and he's seen the effects that it's had worldwide, not just in America. Very well deserving of the Nobel Peace Prize. So I'm for it. Plus, Peter came with receipts for the naysayers, with statistics. Stats. Yeah. Tell me the stats that he came with. I didn't see him. He said, uh, 90, so people were saying, you know, oh, it's political. Oh, they've had, you know, riots and there's been violence in U.S. cities. And he said, actually, that's not true. Most of them have, um, of course, most of the people, he said, most of the people that have been participating and have been involved have not been causing serious harm to people or property. And he gave the statistic that 93% of the Black Lives Matter demonstrations involved did not cause serious harm to person or property. And that data was assembled by the Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Project in September 2020. Wow. I didn't even know such a project. Didn't either, but Peter did his research. He said, if I'm going to come here and I'm going to nominate them, I know they're going to be people against me because a Norwegian man, another Norwegian man actually nominated President Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. So, yeah, he said there's a strong linkage between anti-racism movements and peace. And he even referenced Mandela. He referenced Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. So, thank you, Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. And said that Black Lives Matter movement was just as deserving. And he's right. Yeah. Uh, I think that this is a this is an important moment. Uh, things like this do something that I think we have to do more of. That is shame America. <laughs> and look, you guys, I'm an American. I believe in American ideals. I believe in so many of the things. If I didn't believe in them, I wouldn't be fighting for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I didn't think that I was a part of this country or whatever, I wouldn't care about all of this different stuff. I think there's so much strife in the struggle and the search for America. And that in and of itself is kind of why, uh, it's why you do it. Because you believe in these things. If they could be applicable to you, that would be great. And I think that when there's something inside of this country that is particularly American, which Black Lives Matter is, it is particularly, particularly American, mm-hmm. to organize, mobilize, uh, and unify a group of people who feel ill-represented uh, to try to achieve a greater societal good. It's particularly American because that is what America is. It's what the country right. is founded on. Once right. again, I say it all the time. A bunch of, bunch of rich, white slave owners decide, hey, we're paying into a system that we're not being representative, re- represented in. We're going to fuck everything up. We're going to fuck it all up. You throw all your tea in the harbor. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do all of this stuff. No, no, no. We don't want to do it anymore. And then you come over here making fuss. We're going to fight you and we're going to subjugate you until we get all rights. Right. Now, Black Lives Matter is doing it a little bit different. They're being disruptive on the ground and in pop culture in order to make people see that they, in fact, are representing a group that is ill-represented and ill-protected in America. Absolutely. So that disruption for the greater good is particularly American. Particularly. And it's interesting that that 
is recognized outside of the country. <laughs> because they're not politicizing it. They are not. That, <laughs> that it seems as if the Norwegians understand what we're trying to be more than we do. Like, they get it. <laughs> of course. Because you know what, though? It's, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody <laughs> about this, about the vaccine and stuff like that. Okay. You, you know, so how do you feel about the vaccine? Like, we talked about this before, but now how do you feel about the vaccine? I feel like I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. Do you, do you understand that? It's interesting. Black people's hesitancy to take the vaccine is karma. Uh, why do you say that? So, in order to get the wheels of America moving again, the black community, 40 million people, they need to do their part in being vaccinated, right? hmm Now, they don't want to get vaccinated, a lot of the black people that I talk to, because of a fear of, of of the American government, right? You've heard this before. Like, we don't trust the medical right, people and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, that's because of white supremacy. White supremacy is the reason that black people are scared to take the vaccine. They because they don't trust it. Yes. They don't trust it. Things like Henrietta Lacks, the Tuskegee experiment, the fact that they live in food deserts, the fact that everything in America seems to be engineered to make them as unhealthy as possible, now here comes a shot that the government, that same government is telling you is going to keep you healthy. And you're saying, why would I believe you now? The only difference is in the past, all of those food deserts and all of that stuff, it didn't really affect white people because they benefited from white supremacy. You know, I'm sure Mm -hmm. it had, but now that same white supremacy, they need solidarity from the people they've been hurting they don't have it. Hmm. So, it, it, and it's, it is, it's, it's interesting to me. I thought about this like all of Sunday. The fact that really the American, America needs the sign off of so many different people to get the economy back on track. But the deal is so rotten that no one will believe it. And it kind of serves them right. Yeah, but it hurts us. Right? It, if our... It, it, yes, I get what you're saying. It serves them right. Because you're also saying yes for the economy. Yes, also for herd immunity to right. take place. You need us to take it. But it, if if this virus is affecting us at different levels than it's affecting white people, then it hurts us if we're not taking the If If you believe the virus will prevent you from getting this virus. If you mean then, if the vaccine, you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you believe the vaccine helps you from getting this virus. So... It almost hurts us too, though, if we're not taking it. No, not almost. It It does. It does. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But if we're not taking it. So I get what you're saying about karma for them, but then what does it do for us? You're right. And I get, and this is the reason why people have to understand to me, like when we have, when we talk about this stuff, people got to get what all of this really means. You really have to think that black people, Latinos, anyone else, women, you really have to be right about us not being worth shit. You, you, that's got to be true. Because if these conditions are going to, contis- going to continue and persist, if America's going to continue to move, undercapitalizing, halt huge lumps 
of people mm-hmm. underdeveloping, undernourishing, you know, um, under in, incentivizing and investing into huge groups of people. Those people have to really be the depths of human bullshit that you think they are, because if not, your country is losing a ton of genius, a ton of productivity, a ton of solidarity, all types of ideas, all types of you. You're throwing so many people away. And there was never a way to really drive that point home to Americans because they wouldn't believe you because really they do believe that we're less than until now. Now, you simply need people to be healthy. Let me ask you this. For the people, for the Black people who don't want to take the vaccine, mm-hmm. are they paying because they don't know enough about it? They don't trust the government. Are they paying attention to the Black people who have taken the vaccine and seeing mm-hmm. what type of effect it has on them? Is that going to change their mind? Are they waiting for enough people to get it? Or are they just like, you know what? I'm never going to take it. Because to me, that argument mm-hmm. doesn't make sense if you're watching Black people take the vaccine, right? Both my parents have taken the vaccine. My dad has right. had both doses. My mom has had one. Um, I've yet to see any adverse effects. They haven't developed um, COVID pri- yet. Uh-huh. So let's hope they never do, but right. they didn't have it before. So my thing is, is if, are you paying attention to the people who are taking it and seeing what, what kind of effect it has on them? And will that change your mind? Because otherwise all, that argument doesn't make any sense. First of all, I want to say something real quick that I would never impugn the reputation of Judge Lindsay on this podcast. But I think it's interesting that Judge Lindsay went before his wife and got both doses of the vaccine <laughs> when his wife has only had one shot. Now listen, Judge Lindsay was on this podcast and for a full hour, Wait. this man got at me about Wait. how decent I am. And while at his home, Judge Lindsay took two doses his wife still, what, what if they run out of vaccine? Wait. What if they run out? What my if they mom run was out? fine. What, what, my mom was fine. Sure my mom fine. didn't qualify. My dad did. Hold up. All right. All right. Federal See, judges, me, federal judges, um, and he's over 65, was, were able to get it. He fought mm-hmm. for my mom to get it. My mom gave, told him, my mom told him right. it was okay for him to take it. I'm not going to have you doing my family like that on this podcast. You're not going to. Uh, tear down the judge's reputation. I'm not tearing down his reputation. I'm saying. I'm telling you how it went I'm, down. I'm, I'm telling. I'm not tearing down his reputation. I'm saying, hey, well, I'm from a southern gentleman. It's ladies first, you know. <laughs> Believe judge. me, he tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, but you're right. I, what I would say to your question is, it depends on who those people are that are black that you see taking the vaccine. I'll tell you what, what? I mean by that. Yeah, because. Uh, a, a, a function of being reactionary to white supremacy is we only really trust what we know. Okay. So the the guys in the hood that come through in the hood that have the natural healing places and that give you the juices and that do all of that stuff right there that come through with that type of information, they're there every day. And you see them every day. Mm-hmm. And you know them, right? Now, you don't really have a family doctor like that because you're too poor to have a family doctor. You only go to the doctor when there is something seriously wrong with you. I'm not speaking for all black Americans. I'm thinking, I'm speaking for some of the people that I've talked to that are hesitant about the vaccine and some of the communities that they're representing. So there is an association with doom with medicine anyway, because preventative medicine and all of those things just to live a more full and more vital sort of, 
you know, healthy life, you don't really see that. So when you yeah. go there to get a doctor, to the doctor to get a shot in the first place, something's already wrong with you. So there's a lot of things that play into this. And a lot of those guys that are in your communities that are, you know, they, homeopathic medicine or Eastern medicine, or you see guys at the mosque or, you know, people around there, You these people in the hood that are Afrocentric or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're telling you don't take the vaccine. Now, you might not necessarily trust them on anything else because you don't go to their shop all the time and drink all of that shit when they tell you to, but you know them. Mm-hmm. They, they're right there every day. Mm-hmm. These medical people aren't. Right. And so, and, and also there's something else about this. This white supremacy thing goes further back. Do you know who really invented vaccination? Who? Now, the guy credited with inventing, inventing vaccination is a doctor named Dr. Edward Jenner from Europe. He uh, was a guy who, um, so he noticed that uh, there was a disease called cowpox. This is, we're talking about smallpox now. There's a disease, disease called cowpox. And cowpox affected cows. It was a milder form of smallpox. Okay. And so it, what he noticed is that cows don't die from cowpox. They get mm-hmm. sick mildly, but they don't die. Now, the milkmaids that would work on the cows, they would get cowpox. And they would get cowpox, mild form, not die, but those same women wouldn't get smallpox. The cowpox disease in them made them uh, immune to smallpox to a degree. He noticed that. So what he decided was to do something called a variolation. Variolation at, at, at first, what it is, is he would take some of the pus from the cowpox, right? Take it out of it. He variolated a young man, right? He got a mild form of the disease. He was fine. Then he mm-hmm. purposefully uh, exposed him to smallpox. Kid didn't get sick. Boom. He figures it out. Vodka actually comes from cow, right? That's how you get the word vaccine. Now, there's okay. all kinds of reasons why the vaccine at that point, people didn't want to take it because they thought it was unclean or right. all of that stuff like that. So he did, he's the, the the modern father of vac- vaccination. By 1980, uh, smallpox is eradicated, right? It's no more smallpox. Here's the thing about him. The reason why he felt comfortable trying this is because when he was a little boy, he was variolated. Mm. Variolation comes from Asia and Africa. Asians way back in the day would take the scabs from um, they would take the scabs from smallpox. They would wrap them in cotton. They would smoke them. It's called insufflation. And they would go ahead and they, and they, they would smoke the scabs and they would prove some, prove, do some immunity. In Sudan, they would variolate. They would take some pus, you know, from, from somebody who had smallpox, right? Give it to you while you were young. And then you would develop an immunity to it. There were, there's even records of slaves doing this for slave masters here in the United States because they knew how to treat it. The, the reality is because black minds are cut off from that history, yeah. they don't know that the origins of this don't come from some seedy medical. It comes from people understanding the way the human body works and how to make the human body 
like produce a response that'll protect you something. And not only that, but it was actually your ancestors who are partly responsible for this, right? Eastern medicine that moved into Europe and then was taken to the next to the next level or modernized when the technology was better. They don't feel like they have any cultural ownership of it. They think it's something foreign that's being forced on them. No, it's all of you. Like, you're a part of it. But because in America, they give you such a Eurocentric view of what history actually is, Mm -hmm. and it only seems like somebody white came up with everything, it's it's easier for you to say that's foreign, that's not of us, we're not doing this. Every time they say something that goes left, it goes bad, boom. So just all of this stuff. Wow, I never knew this. It, Very interesting. Well, it, it, it is, right? And it's yeah. like, now, now you think, hey, the world is a much, much bigger place and everybody had a part in making kind of things what they are. Mm. But, but you, you, like people were subtracted for that, from that on purpose. And now yeah. we don't have enough solidarity to get people to do what's best to save their lives and to save the country. And it's weird. Do you think it's that widespread in the black community that they're not going to take it? Because I feel like the more I'm talking to black people, there's they're like they either know someone or they themselves came down with the virus and it put the fear in them to take it. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think you're probably right. I think it's probably because once again, we we make the mistake of thinking that like the black community is represented on Twitter or on like, you know, Instagram. and. You know, I'd be interested to know what the numbers really are. Yeah. Yeah. I would be we'll interested see. to know. We will see. We but as you can see. tell, Van will be taking it from that beautiful history, it. from that beautiful history lesson that he just gave I, us. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking it. And I will too. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm taking it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, thrilled about it. Let's keep sure. it. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, who is? I don't want, I, I'm not thrilled right. about it either, but oh, right. <laughs> I will be taking it. I will be taking it. No questions asked. All right. Uh, let's take a break real quick. All right. Uh, new, new, um, new segment. So new segment called Clubhouse Chats. Well, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go to Clubhouse. I'm going to bring it up. And I'm going to read out some of the topics on Clubhouse right now in real time on Monday at 4.06 that people are talking about. And then me and Rachel are going to talk about one because these rooms are wild. Okay. okay. These, I'm very new to Clubhouse. Let's just put that in there. Okay. So these are currently the most popping rooms in Clubhouse. The first one is the arcade. Elon Musk is going to Mars, but will Black Lives Matter there? <laughs> <laughs> um, and by the way, some of the homies are in this room. Shout out to the game is in this room. He's a speaker. Uh, my girl Lisa's in that room. She's How do you get to be a speaker? They you, have that, to, does that mean you start it, or somebody has to give you permission to start well, talking? Well, yeah. When you come into a room, depending on who you are, like people will make you a speaker so you can participate in the conversation. Everybody but when you come into the room, you are not automatically talking. No. Okay. Not automatically that scared me. Okay, keep going. Okay. All right, so these, these are the other ones. All right. Coming to America 2, dash, we watching? Question mark. Basically, the room is about whether or not we're going to watch Coming to America. Why would we not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, here's, here's another one. Men are selling penis for $3,500. What does that mean? What does uh, that mean? Selling it. What, is that, what does that mean? 
That's what it says. There's a question mark. Tap that one. I want your name to pop up in that one. Go ahead and tap that one. I'm not tapping that at all. Uh, Trying to think what else, what else we um we're seeing here. Uh, There's more. This is still. There's a lot of this stuff is Elon Musk related. A lot of it is. Do I really need a record deal? Indie versus major labels. That seems like it's pretty interesting. Um, Let's see. Every man, men don't have friendships. And why that matters. That's not true at all. Um, like at female all. friendships or just friendships, period? I think it's, I think they just said friendships, period. Okay. Oh, this is one. The culture creator. Just tell me which, which, which topic you want to talk about. I already which told one. you. Which one? Men are selling penis for $3,500. We're not going into the clubhouse <laughs> room. We have to talk about this on our podcast. Oh, I thought we were going I, I don't know nothing. No. How are we going to do that? I just wanted your name to pop up in that room. Like, like, I, like men are selling penis for $3,500. How? I want to know. I want to know. I wonder what the going price for my penis would be. I wonder but does if I that mean you're selling sex? I need. To, that's why I want... I, what are they? What is it? I, I think it's probably you would be selling sex. Okay, it's just title. I wonder it's how the, much. T- I wonder how much I would be worth. Step into, step into the room and ask. I think thirty five hundred is about overpriced. The right, is about the right price. I would feel bad. <laughs> you know, do you ever you know. do a date auction in college? No, this, what's this that? Is, what? What's a date you never auction? did a date auction where no. You, it's to raise money for a, a, a organization, charity, whatever. Oh, and like people I'm up bid there and on people you. bid on me? Yes, that's just what it made me think of. Did you ever do that in college? Uh, no, just remember that in college, I was 350 pounds. I'm, so, I'm so, not trying to be funny. I just really. No, nah, I think you were. No, I think I'm it was like, I think, I think I'm, I'm up there. You know, who's, who sponsored the data auction? Twinkies? Hostess? Well, like, who's sponsoring it? Like, okay, we got the Biggums data auction. We got Van Lathan. All right, he's got a BMI of 35. Uh, he's up here right now. Ladies, we're going to let you bid two boxes of spicy chicken for this brother. He's going to eat them both. Right here. Like, no, I don't know. No, I, I, I think they had those, but I've never. Did you do it? Yes. Did you do it? Yes. <laughs> Why? What's so funny? Because <laughs> I do trying to be funny. You but were. as soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, I thought, you are. You okay, always he's bring gonna it up. take this to another level. You oh, always man. bring it up. Man, remember that, remember that time in your life when you were I brought up uh, college. Cripplingly lonely. Did, 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 did you ever have women you throwing had the, themselves you at had you had for the player money? Proof. You had the player proof crew. crew. So yeah. stop. So did you did you do it? Did you do a date auction? I did. How much did you get? It was really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the, I don't know why I did it as a freshman. Nobody knew me. Everybody was like bidding on people they knew. There uh-huh. were athletes in there. Nobody knew me. I, I think I've been in college a month. <laughs> How much what? did you get? <laughs> what so did you get? And it was my friend who did it because he felt sorry for me because they uh-huh. were about to start lowering the price. Okay. Oh, what? They never went up on the additional. Oh, wow. So what was the date auction? How much did you go for? I think I went for $35. Yes. Man. The Yo, first one. By the time I got crazy. out, I was known. I, went, I did it again as a senior, and I went for more. Went but for more. Yeah. If you were going <laughs> on a date auction right now, right now, Rachel Lindsay date auction, if it was, let's say it was online, right? 
Oh, God. And everybody got to... What anybody you, could bid. Anybody could bid. What do you think the number that people would pay for Rachel Lindsay would be right now? Mm, I'd say six figures. <laughs> Wait, a <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Uh, hold on for a second, Rach. Your face. <laughs> Back up the truck. <laughs> Come on, Rach. Back it on up. The truck is the back that truck up into the realm of the real. Oh, I can't. I <laughs> six figures. I should have said a million, right? No, you think you you really think you can get six figures? You opened it up to anybody online. Anybody online. Do you know the online community? You've got like super fans of The Bachelor. You got freaky people. And you're telling people that they can spend time with me? Like, I guess I do think that it would go for like six figures. What when you say six figures, are you talking about right at a hundred? Or are you talking oh, about? Oh, I'm, like I'm two? talking high end. What wait? <laughs> what? what? Five hundred to a mil. Five. What the hell? Man, Five, what would you say? What would for, you say? For me? Yeah. Uh, what, what? At the most? Probably the 3500 Is it a uh, date? Is it a date? Is it an evening? Is it's it a, a, it's, it's the same thing. Whatever the day auction thing that you were doing before, it's the same thing. Okay, joke. it's like a date. Like, you get, a, you get to spend the evening with get this a, person. Not a, into the next morning, but unless you want to take it there. It's hey, just, a, it's just an Chip evening. Chippendale. Okay. Did. Rach, if if you think that you could get five hundred thousand to a million, and then you need you need you owe it to the people to do that. Think you about how much marry. money you could be raising. You think about how much, think about it. the people. Think about how many people you could help with five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand dollars, Rach. I'm not for sale, and I'm married. It's just a, so yeah. we just go, we just we just gonna have to use our imaginations. But Jackson. my imagination says well above five hundred thousand. Jackson, let me ask you a question. <laughs> no bullshit, Jackson. Jackson, don't go out like a fucking sucker right now. Jackson, don't Jackson, you answer. Don't you like, put a number like on me. Jackson. Don't you put a number Jackson, on me. Jackson, I'm serious, bro. Because all Jackson, Isaiah too. Isaiah, you there too. Don't, none of this, like, don't go out like a sucker. Do you think that Rachel could get $500,000? You open it to anybody. 500, open it to, I don't give a damn. We open it all to anyone. Do you 500, think Rachel could get 500000 feels like a lot. That's a lot of money, Rachel. Yeah, we're reaching. We're reaching. Thank you. Isaiah's in there. That's no, a lot no of slight, money, No slight on Rachel. There's not a lot of people who I think... Nah, fuck it. Slight. Nah, like, nah, nah. Like, no, like, no, no, we really don't have 500K. I'm definitely not going for 3,500. No, no. No, no you, you wouldn't go for 3,500. Come on. Nah, you Rachel Lindsay from The Bachelor. 500,000 feels like a lot. You go, you would Rachel Lindsay from The Bachelor. You wouldn't go for 3,500. I six figures. Five. Put me on the lower end of six figures. Put me on the lower end. Let me be Let me be real with you. This is what I like. What we're not going to do is as three men talk Rachel's worth down. That's right. You're not going to Chloe Bailey me. That's we're what not, you're not going to do. Not, we're not. But what we are going to do is we're going to open this up. We're going to have one of our coder friends create a fake page no. where we're auctioning <laughs> off a date People for Rachel. We have to know. answer this question. You know what? We're not going to do it in the immediate time. But I'm telling you right now, at some point, at some point in the future, we're going to do this. We're going to have an auction page. Rach and People me. And we're going to see what these numbers are. No, it's not a competition because I know you go for more than me. You just put it as a competition. It's not a competition. You just said you're going to put me and Rach 
we just got to know what the number is. We got to know what we, we got to know our worth. Because everybody says know their worth, but they don't really know their worth. Like, we got to know our worth. I want to know. Should we do it on Clubhouse? Can you do that kind of stuff? You know, I'm, I'm new to Clubhouse. I don't understand it. I don't know how you would work the auction. That would be a hell of a room, though. I don't know how you would work the auction on Clubhouse. Mm. I don't know how you would work it. Clubhouse is crazy. And you've never been on, you haven't been on Clubhouse. I yet. got on Clubhouse today, okay? We, I, I got on Clubhouse. I joined, um, and somebody immediately started talking to me, and it scared me. Right. I did. I don't understand it. Because when you pop in, they go, "Oh, it's Rachel Lindsay. We gotta, we gotta put her in the conversation." Yeah, like someone was like, "Rachel, hey, Rachel," and I just started hearing a voice, and it th- I didn't realize that's what it was. I thought I had to join a room. I didn't know random people could start talking to me. Yo, there's another room that just popped up. It's got 673 people in it. What is it? Future Wife Masterclass, safe space. Ask black men questions. So it's essentially a room where women are going into the room and they're asking black men questions because they want to be future wives. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. What? How many people are in it? 673. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm mad it's, at all it's, these it's women. 827 people in the Will Black Lives Matter on Mars room. I'll tell you something else, man. People, they dick riding Elon Musk. They ride his nuts. Why? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> into a, uh, somebody's, I might go into the Coming to America Are We Watching room because I don't understand how that could be a room. Obviously, obviously, we're, uh, we're going to watch Coming to America. So we'll see. Uh, All right. Of course. Yeah, we're going to watch the movie. Um, okay, look. Uh, I don't know, man. I'll tell you one thing I'm excited about tonight. Oh, it's The Bachelor. I keep forgetting. I'm like, what is tonight? Even even after Matt James went off the charts, off the weenie roast charts? Yeah, still, okay. I'm still I'm still there. Um, I'm excited about not so much the season, okay. but I'm excited about the heights of weenie that Matt James can get to. Like, because I, look, I'll be honest with you. You like Matt James. And I support are, Matt James. You support him. I support him too. You think I don't support him? Do you think mm-hmm. I do you think I have something personally against Matt James? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't. I don't. I don't. But I will tell you that I don't think he's a very popular bachelor. Why do you say that? Because the Thought Warrior community loves when I roast Matt James. They love you. No, they love to see And him they roast. love mess. Nah, I, I can't tell you. You know how many I got people hitting me up with Matt James shit from when Matt was in middle school. <laughs> Nobody is DMing me this. Well, I, I'm getting hit up with like you saw the at, Mitt Romney picture. I saw the Mitt Romney picture. They sent me the Mitt Romney picture. That was the year. That means he was running against Obama. Running against Obama and Matt James. Was let me tell you something. Mitt, Mitt Romney right. rally. So mm-hmm. let me look at the. I have to look at this, and this this is the type of shit that we're talking about. I just want to talk about this real quick because we're about to go. But this is the type of shit I want to bring up. I'm going to bring up the Matt James, uh, Mitt Romney picture right now. And the thing that I noticed about it uh, more than anything was this. And that's, this is the way you can tell that people are agents, right? This is the way you can tell. So I'm looking at it right now. So I look at this picture with Matt James and Mitt Romney. Matt has no line. Matt no is line? in... No, he, his, he, he has his hair... He never has a, he, he has no hairline. I mean, I'm not saying he has a bad hairline like he's going bald. I'm saying he's in college and his hair, he, and he got a buddy cut. 
he got a like is 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 not it's not a okay it's not a true buddy cut, but it's in college he in college, and he got a buddy cut. Let he me look, see it. Let me see look, it. He looking trash out there. He like he looking like he looking he looking trash out there, and that tells me that he wasn't fucking with no black girls. There's no way. And he a good looking guy. Matt James is a handsome guy. Whatever college he was at, the Wake girls Forest. Was... All right, man. Okay. Shout out to the Demon Deacons, bro. Not y'all the wa- Demon Deacons. Yeah, yeah, y'all got me watching this show. This guy. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that Matt James doesn't weenie it up tonight. I, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Huh? I'm hoping I'm he doesn't weenie it up. Stuck on the buddy cut. You got a buddy cut. <laughs> Nigga got a buddy cut. I should know what a buddy cut is. I got one right now. And look, not because of my barber, just because I'm losing my hair. But like Matt James, Matt James got a he got a buddy cut right here. That fade is terrible. That nigga, that nigga shit look like that fade is that fade is terrible. It really looks like you ever seen one of those post-apocalyptic movies where, <laughs> where people where people don't have access to like clippers anymore, so everybody's hair just kind of look fucked up. You know what I mean? It's like it's like they, they you could tell. That there's still some semblance of society because they're still oh like gosh. they're taking a blade and they're cutting their hair, but everybody they're doing the best that they can. That's how he looks. He <laughs> looks like a nuclear be- weapon just went off. I'm so thought warriors. Y'all stop. Y'all stop doing Matt James like that. Y'all stop sending van stuff to try to up the number on the weenie roast. Okay, y'all had no business. They said they did send me the Mitt Romney picture. I did. I did check that out. Yo, Rachel, how did you post the ad? Nine minutes ago. I didn't post an ad. It says, with today being the first day of Black History Month. That's not an ad. I feel it. How? I'll be dedicated. Yo, you are so... Wait a minute. You just did this just now? I got people. I'm dedicated. In the next few weeks, I'm dedicating my Honestly Rich blog to these noteworthy people. Rach, you out here cooking. Why are we doing the podcast? That's that's not an ad. If somebody posted that for me. That's an ad for the honestly I, that, rich bot. That's that's something that I do for my followers. It's something personal. It has no. I get no money. Well, I don't get money off of this. This is something I'm doing. Let me look at past honestly rages. Get off! Get off my back! Okay. We're going. This ain't about to turn into go. no Rachel Lizzie roast. No, we're not gonna roast. You're the queen of the cat. Nobody gonna roast you. Like, nah, you, this is, this is our shit. I did, I just got roasted for my 500,000 plus. Nah, you uh, didn't get roasted. (laughs) Nah, that was a family talk. That was a, I love that though. That's what I'm talking about. Rachel was like, I'm worth a half a milli. Easy. I'm I'm fucking with it. (laughs) I'm fucking with it. All right. uh, You got anything else? No, no. We're good. That, that means we are all done. You guys, tomorrow, Bow Wow. This is a great interview that we're doing. We got a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys tomorrow. Bow Wow. Do not miss it. Uh, I'll tell you thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Yeah.